Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I got him, Ballara. I just had dinner with the Obama, what did you do? Hop up on Twitter talking about the stuff you don't do. Rock off a lawn, shorty, cause that is what you gon' do. Sabiato, New Balance, some style. Third down and six, right up the gut. That is Gibson, and he is gone. Third of the ball game for the rookie Antonio Gibson. Farms at the farms, all you hear is oi. One time for BDR, we just try to see you out. I used to be with Nas, beating Murray City up. Why should you talk to one respect about it? Picked up, and Mullins fumbles the football. Washington has it back. Chase Young, they're chasing him down the sideline. And Chase Young has a Washington touchdown. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. Maybe I got it all too fast. It's too soon. Been living life, no feelings, no rules. And I've been trying to make it last, make it move. But I'm a hopping this far and then I can fool. What's up, guys? This is Josh Haler from the Burger Network Podcast. And joining me today, I have a special guest. One of my favorite guys that I got to meet over at the Senior Bowl is wide receiver Austin Watkins Jr. from UAB. How you doing, Austin? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Appreciate you coming on. First off, I just want to kind of get to know a little bit about your background. You're on a lot of guys' list for the fan base, and a lot of people actually want to hear from you. So I'm glad we could get you on. One thing that I've noticed talking to players um, in the past was it seems like everyone has a different background and a different reason for getting into football. So what really got you introduced to the sport and really fall in love with the game at a younger age? Um, I think I fell in love with Florida at a young age because um, – Basically, uh, that's all we know in Florida. And uh, I played, I started off like real early, like four years old. I just fell in love from day one. Yeah, I see Alabama produced a lot of guys from Florida. Derrick Henry, Jerry Judy. So a lot of talent coming out of Florida. As you can tell, I'm a huge Alabama fan. Kind of make that known on the podcast. But I know you went the JUCO route after high school. What about the JUCO route really got you prepared for UAB um, and then just really excelled your talent and production in uh, football? Juco like like jail for real. like like the hardest route you can go, and then the route the, the route the school I went to is Dodge City, so uh, ain't nothing out there but Walmart. So that's that's really the hardest thing you can do. You feel me to get your mind right. So the mindset that uh you get from Dodge City that you could take anywhere and accomplish anything. Now Dodge City, that name sounds familiar. Is that the same Dodge City that was on Last Chance U? Uh, they played another Kansas school, I believe. I can't remember the name, but I heard the name a couple times. Um, did you ever check out Last Chance U? Oh, yeah. I was on Last Chance U. I think I was on the first one. No, the second one. I think I was on the second one. Really? I didn't know that. I just, I just saw the name, and I was like, that sounds really familiar. But uh, definitely agree with you. The Juco route is not the easy route. But it, like you said, it really prepares you for the next level. And you actually decided to go to UAB over some top schools like Marshall, Akron, and some others. What about UAB really drew you to the location? And was it the Whataburger that's in Birmingham, or was it something else? Um, it was it was uh Coach Clark for real, and the coaches. I felt like it was like a, a family, and I felt like it felt like home. And uh, Coach Cl- Coach Clark, uh, when I was talking to him, it sounded like he was real. And when I finally uh, when I got there, he he stayed the same. Yeah, because I know UAB for a while was going through a lot, you know, off the field stuff. So the fact that you know the there was a lot of culture change, you know, something that we mentioned about Washington. There's a lot going on. There's a huge change. You just see such an increase 
you know, with UAB, they've been through a lot recently, and now they're at one of the top schools with a lot of talent, especially in that, like I said, with Alabama, you've got Auburn, Alabama, so just competing with some of those guys. Um, and saw you go against some top talent like Miami, uh, South Alabama, some notable names while you were at college. Um, but at UAB, it seems like you really took such a huge leap in your junior season and hitting that stride, finished with 57 catches, 1,092 yards, and six touchdowns. What do you really credit for hitting that stride and really excelling in your production as a wide receiver? Um, I really put in the work. I put in the, I put in, I put in the same work my senior year. It was just I, uh, we had quarterback problems and, and like things. It's such a weird season too. Yeah, yeah. weird season, COVID every day, and like um, things weren't just things weren't just right. Like this season was just weird. Like, but uh, my junior season, everything was just normal. But I, but. I think I, the reason I had them numbers because I put the work in before the season. Yeah, you landed on the Blitnikoff watch list. You know, some notable names on that watch list. So just being mentioned with some of those guys definitely shows, you know, that's got to be an honor for you. And like you said, the 2020, that was such a weird season. Only played seven games with UAB. And, you know, we saw a lot of teams, you know, dealing with cancellations and stuff like that. As a student athlete, how hard really was that? Because I feel like us on the outside don't really have an idea of what's going on in the universities. But how hard was that for as a student athlete? It was real hard because you really got to take a test like every other day. Like you got you to put a, um, a thing all over your nose every other day. And then you got you to like even in meetings, well, math. And it, it was just it was just weird, and it was it was a lot. Like, but we wanted to play, so so we we did it. But it was definitely a lot on us. Yeah, I know. Before the season started, a lot of people were like, "Is the season even going to happen? Like, are players even going to get the chance, you know, to show their talent stuff like that?" And you honestly have to credit athletes like yourself for pulling through it, going through all the tests, everything that you have to go through, all the protocols, you know, quarantine stuff like that and really making it a successful season. But still, even in such a weird season, you had your career-high game against South Alabama, 183 yards. That's the big numbers, man. But that's not the last time you got to see South Alabama. You got your invite from Jim Nagy to the Senior Bowl. What was going through your head when you first received that invite? Uh, I was shocked for it. I really, I really didn't think I was going to get it. Like, Because, you know, I'm from UAB, and I was like, I was just shocked. And when I got it um, – First thing in my mind was I was just shocked. Like I was like, no, this can't be real. And then when um when I got to the senior bowl, I still felt like it wasn't it, it wasn't real, like like a dream come true. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Honestly, this was my first you know senior bowl as a media member, and I felt the same thing. I was like, there's no way I'm actually here right now. Um, I got to talk to some guys the last few seasons from the senior bowl. Um, so this just actually being there and see it happen to me was just surreal. And you walk in there and you're surrounded by so much talent, you know, not only some of the big name wide receivers like Devontae Smith and some of those guys, but even on the other side of the, the ball, you've got head coaches from the NFL, scouts from the NFL. How was that? You're just looking around, you see all these guys and was there anyone that you really kind of stuck with that, you know, kind of picked their brain a little bit or learned something from or. Yeah. Um, it was, it was cool being around all them guys. Cause it was really all them guys. Most of them, all of them had was fun. Was fun to be around. I really uh, the coolest, the coolest one that I tried to uh, I got close to at the Steamboat was Matt Jones. Matt Jones, real cool, collect like a real down earth dude. And um, but uh, behind the football stuff and all that, he a real he a real cool dude. And like even on the field, he a cool dude. Like uh, we had just learned the playbook, and uh, you know I I didn't know the playbook. Um, 
all 100%. So even if I made a mistake on the field, he'll come, he'll come, hey, hey, what, uh, do this, do this, woo, woo, at the line. Like, he'll, like, he'll real, he'll real dude. Yeah, from coming from an Alabama fan, it's good to hear. We always hear stories about Mac Jones, and you really just kind of solidified that for us. Was there a certain DB that you went against in practice? Because right, right away, just off the gates in practice, you were one of the first things that jumped off in tapes, whether it's one-on-ones, seven-on-sevens, it didn't matter. You and Kay Johnson seemed like the two guys that were really just cooking DBs to start the week off in practice. Was there a certain DB that kind of gave you fits that you're like, all right, I'm going to get this guy back next time I line up against him? It was no DB that gave me that type of energy. Like, oh, I, I, I got I to, like, he gave me, I need to go back. I need to keep going with him. It But it was DBs that um, I didn't go against that was watching. Like, I went against, I think, uh, I'm 31 uh, from UCF in 27. And I, I went against them, but I, I, I watched them go against somebody else. And I, and I liked that game. And number six from Florida, Sean Davis. I, I'm like, even when I'm not on the field, I watch watch how they get out of their brace or watch how they uh, guard the next receiver. So I really like that game. I think them three was probably like the best defenders on our team because, you know, I, I kept watching how they play. Yeah, Richie Grant was the name that you mentioned uh, for UCF. He's a baller. He definitely got him some money at the Senior Bowl. I think you're right up there with him. Going into the senior bowl, is there something in particular about your game that you really wanted to work on? You know, is it like your release, your stems, or certain moves that you kind of wanted to see other guys do and kind of you know mold your game after them? Is there certain something in particular about your game that you really want to improve before you know the combine was supposed to happen, pro days and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, because uh, on film, I really, I really didn't play in a slot at UAB, so um, I was thinking that scouts was thinking. Uh, I'm just an outside receiver, mostly like a deep threat, and that's totally opposite. Like I can go deep, but I'm really a route runner, really a, a, a dude that can catch every ball. Like I'm one dude that can do everything. So at the Senior Bowl, I was glad that they put me in the slot, so I was able to show that I can play inside out and run routes and, and do whatever I need to do. Yeah, because I mean, you mentioned like that's what you're known for is you know big plays. But you watch some of your game films; it's it's you have a you don't have a limited route tree. You actually have a pretty extended route tree, and you can make some short plays. You know, even if you get the ball in your hands, you're cutting up field afterwards. That's one thing that really jumps out to me is your ability to make plays after the ball, and it doesn't have to be deep balls. It's making a lot out of nothing with short routes and stuff like that. Um, I will say, PFF kind of did a little thing where they put together their best wide receiver so it's kind of like a superlative for the wide receivers in the 2021 draft and I thought this was really interesting because there's a lot of big names on here and you made the list now they had the best deep threat as Waddle I'm sure you'd kind of like you know contest with that you'd put your name in that uh also but route runner they had Devontae Smith the best releases was Rashad Bateman the best after the catch was Kadarius Tony. contested catches was Jamar Chase but the best hands of the draft they said Austin Watkins Jr. from UAB when you saw that what do you think I was like, I, I would agree with him. Like, oh, you said, yeah. You said, I should be on the other six too, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, I agree with them with that one too because in my, in my heart, I believe I'm all six of those. But I, I, I didn't have a chance to try that on film because the offense that we was in or the, the opportunities I, I, I had got at UAB. But in the league, uh, I'm, I'm going to have a, a, a better chance to show where I can prove. Yeah. But, I, but I agree. I agree with that list. 100. I mean, I think they really got it from this stat here. You had 157 targets at UAB and only one drop. 
Yes, now, you see, like, Jerry Rice used to practice catching bricks and stuff like that. At one point in your career, like, you just look at your hands, you're like, all right, these things are dangerous. I can make it in the league with these things. What really do you contribute to those, you know, having uh, solid hands like that? Well, when I, when I was in um, – my granddaddy, he played with Deion Sanders, Ira Riggins, and he was a quarterback. And um, he when we like a cookout or something, I used to go by the gate, like, I'd say 10, 20 yards out. And he used to throw bullets at me. And if I get if I dropped, he'll get mad. And um and I have in high school I have bricks and my coach would tape it up and he'd just throw bricks at me and I had to catch him over the shoulder. You know, if you drop a brick, that's gonna hurt. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure and, catching that hurts too. Yeah. But um even before all that, I had good hands in part one and everything, but that just made my made my hands uh elite. Yeah, I have a buddy that plays. Uh, he's a quarterback out in New Mexico State, and when he throws in the ball, I'm not even trying to catch it, to be honest with you. So I can't even imagine catching bricks and stuff like that. Um, I will say one of your more underrated aspects to your game might be your celebrations after your touchdowns. Yeah. And one that stood out to me, I forgot who it was against, but you scored a touchdown. It was like a little out route in the end zone, and you went over to the cheerleaders. You started doing a little chore- uh, choreogra- uh, choreographing with them, and then you just sprint over to the bench and sit down. How much about that do you really think about, you know, it's like before the game, you're like, all right, if I score this week, this is what I'm going to do. What kind of goes into that? How much time do you really uh, spend on that? I, I, really ain't, I really ain't too much no celebration, dude. Like, uh, the reason that the cele- that we had uh, so much celebration was just, just the atmosphere around that team. Like, we had so much fun, like, just competing with each other, like, even in practice. Like, in practice, we'll be we're competing, like, who can, even in scrimmages, who can score the most, like, uh, we just have fun. Like I was r- really running to the bench and waiting to the other guys come back so we can we can joke. You know, like it was just the atmosphere. I'm really a quiet dude, so uh, even like you know in our receiving, I'm probably the quiet one. And but it just was so fun around those guys and just having a a, a good atmosphere. Like even when somebody else scored, you you'll see me celebrating with them because it was just how we was. Like we were so close. Yeah, you know that's what you like. You don't like the guys that are just you know all talk. You're the quiet guy that kind of just sits back, gets his production, does his thing, and just shows his love for the game. Always have that energy. You and Frank Darby were like the two guys, seemed like at the senior bowl, always, you know, smiling, dancing, having a good time, really. And that kind of stuff shows out, you know, that you, you remember those kind of things. And that's what, honestly, I remember the most about you throughout that week with a ton of guys. Now, I will say the last name's familiar, Watkins. Is there any kind of link to Sammy Watkins? And if so, or how are you related to Sammy? Oh, that's my first cousin. Really? Sam- Sammy, Jalen, um, Tommy, Tommy Watkins, the baseball player, all three of my cousins. Wow. So there's, like you said, your uh, your grandpa was a quarterback. There's a lot of athletes in your family. It's kind of just in the bloodline. Yeah, my my that granddad was on my mom's side. Sammy's on my dad's side. But uh, even on both sides, it's a lot of uh, athletes. Have you been talking to him throughout this process? Really, just kind of you know getting his feedback, what the league's like, you know, get you kind of ready for you know, interviews and stuff like that, or what kind of contact you really have with Sammy? Uh, he, he really been, I mean, we've been talking like every other day, and he been telling me like how the business goes. He been telling me uh, what should I expect and telling me don't even worry about the draft. Don't, don't worry about like where you're going. Just worry about uh, just worry about getting an opportunity and being the best receiver that you can. And um, he was telling me that it's a business. Like when you go in, it's a grown man business. You got to go in and it's a job. Yeah. And as you know, Washington, we drafted Terry McLaurin a few years back, third round. He's going to get paid. He's going to get his due coming up soon. I have to ask you, 
have you had any contact with Washington football team, whether it was at the senior bowl, after the senior bowl? Did you really get to talk to anybody? Um, yes, sir. I, I talked to the senior, I talked to Washington at the uh senior bowl. Let's go. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear. That's all I needed to hear. I, I've been telling people if we compare you with Terry McLaurin, first off, it doesn't matter who our quarterback is. We're gonna fix that. We'll trade for Deshaun Watson, whatever you want us to do. But we have such a young team, great defense. I feel like that'd be a great pairing. Is there anyone in the league right now that you kind of molded your game after? You know, whether it's like D Hop, you know, some of the notable names. Is there someone in the league that you really kind of wanted to mold your game after? Yeah, it's like a, it's like four that I want to all together that make me like I th- I want to have Michael Thomas uh, attitude uh, in his hands. I feel like he have one of them dog attitudes. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna win. Like, oh you see him putting flexing up like oh yeah it's me like and he catch everything um i think i have a drive phase like julio um i think i got ross like calvin ridley and, I, and i'm consistent like marvin harrison yeah marvin harrison's one of my favorites growing up um i agree with you it seems like michael thomas gets a lot of hate for no reason but he still just shows up and just does his job and he's still one of the top in this game like i've never understood that is there who would you say is the most underrated wide receiver in the league most underrated receiver in the league uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen get a lot of disrespect. I ain't gonna lie. I like, agree. Yeah. Like he get a lot of disrespect. Like, like there's. He, I'm actually in the uh, scouting academy. I was watching. There's a segment of like watching wide receiver tapes, and he's one of the guys you watch. And you hear him talk about like his his mental processing through plays and stuff like that. And you're like, dang, this guy. Like, there's there's no there's no question why he's getting all this production, and having a great career. But yeah, I agree with you. Keenan Allen, one of the top guys. Is there a certain DB in the league right now that you kind of wanna? show up against, you know, show out your talents. There's someone you think you could really test, like a Patrick Peterson, Jalen Ramsey, someone uh, like that. Uh, I would like to go against Jalen Ramsey. Oh, yeah? Why? How come Jalen? Because he's the, he the best in the league. I'm going to the, go to the best. I agree with you. Well, I'll tell you what, Austin. As soon as you hear your name called, the commission says, so-and-so team selects Austin Watkins Jr., wide receiver, UAB. What's the first thing going through your mind? Uh, probably everything that I did to get there, probably. Yeah. Probably. You're really kind of soaking in the moment or? Yeah, probably just soaking in the moment like, dang, this really happened. Nice. I saw you talking to my guys at the 4th and Gold podcast yesterday, talking about first thing you would do is help your mom out. Tell us a little bit about that. Like how how has she really been, you know, pushing you throughout this whole process? And Because growing up, my mom's been everything. Yeah. Uh, everything that I do is exactly for my mom. So how has she been for you throughout this, you know, being in your corner pushing you? Uh, she been in my corner, like, uh, just telling me just to keep pushing. Even she want, she want if even if I fall, even if I win, she just she gonna be there regardless. And she be telling me, uh, just to do do your best, and that's all. That's that's all I want. And, uh, she she really don't. She really don't type of mother don't. She, like, if you, you try to give her something, she she won't take it. She worked three jobs. She and like she a work hard mom. So even if I try to do something for her, she probably still like, nah, baby, nah. She like one of them type of mom. But she worked yeah. three jobs and I told her like, um, if this if this uh if God bless me and uh I get drafted, I, you can work one, but I, you ain't finna work two like three jobs. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Growing up, my mom did the same thing, working three jobs. So I, I feel like we have that same mom. Everything I'm I'm doing is for her. So, you know, definitely rooting for you, man. I like I said, I hope you end up in Washington. You know, regardless, I'm gonna be glad to see you in the league as long as it's not Dallas, New York, or Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm not trying to go up against you uh, that many times every year, but also, man, definitely appreciate you coming on and uh, let the fans know 
how they can follow you in your Twitter feed, even on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Golden Ticket uh, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, all that uh, Golden Ticket. Yeah, or you just follow me, and I'll, I'll I'll be tweeting about them, leading up to the process a bunch. How did you get that nickname, by the way, real quick, the Golden uh, Ticket? Uh, first, it came from my grandma. Uh, called me Golden Ticket. Uh, she was telling me about a story about Kevin Durant when he got in the lead, and uh, he had got $100 million, and um, they, and they called him the Golden Ticket because he had the ticket. Uh, my grandma was calling me the Golden Ticket. She was like, uh, you the one. And... That was when that was like when I was younger, and younger, and then like even through my my neighborhood, like uh, people used to always call me the chosen one, like uh, like you different, and I feel like I'm the golden ticket, golden ticket out the hood. Awesome. Well, Kevin Durant is a huge Washington fan, so it's a little little connection there. But like I said, Austin, man, love to have you in Washington paired up with Terry McLaurin and running this offense. But good luck to you and your pro day is in April. You said what what day? Uh, April 9th. April 9th. Awesome, man. Put on the numbers and, uh, like I said, impress the scouts for Washington. And uh, good luck to you, and we'll see you hopefully in Washington. Uh, yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. God bless. Yes, sir. You too. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. Maybe I got it all too fast. It's too soon. Living life, no fans, no rules. I've been trying to make it last, make it move. But I'm a hop in this point and I can fool. I've been ungrateful, I'm thankful. I've been ungrateful, Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.